Let us go then, you and I, when the evening is spread out against the sky, like the new vague review of books etherized no, upon pa- a table. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. It's a patient. Welcome, and do we have a show for you? Yes, we do have a show for you. Um, with, with me, as often is the case, a woman who reads faster than, so fast, Esme. Who do you mean faster than? <laughs> a man who reads less than, so less, Julian. Yeah, hi. Hey. This is amazing. And back for a second time, as if she's nervously returning to the scene of a crime, Amy. Oh, that yeah. was harsh. Just hang on. So this is the first time that <laughs> producer Freddie's let you write your own intro, because it's just off the charts. <laughs> We're all enjoying it more though, aren't we? Never return to the scene of a crime. Not good. Um, on to the books. Right. Come in under the shadow of this podcast and we will show you something different. A discussion about books that is positively skew-if. All the questions about books you had but were too afraid to ask. How is everyone? Yeah, am I right? Ready to discuss books? Yeah. Yeah. to do. Okay. Yeah. So we're kicking off the weekend with a nice... Friday night. ...podcast recording. Yeah. What other way do people spend their Friday nights? Exactly. Well, first up, article in the New York Times about a judge sentencing some rowdy kids with a book list to read um a few books that they they have to read to kind of educate themselves um if you could punish someone who has committed a crime or or whatever with one book they had to read what book would you choose it would depend on the crime Mm. well the thing is is that is it are you punishing them to make is it meant to feel like a punishment or is it meant to be like rehabilitation see and also like how are you going to know if they've read it do they have to do a test do it on kindle and they could like you could know that they were flipping the pages no, no, I think that doesn't they mean they've read it. Oh, yeah, you'd have to give them to a book report. That's good. Yeah. So they'd yeah. have to do a book challenge, a book report. They have to come on the new vague review of books and have a discussion <laughs> with us and we'll interview them and decide. And decide whether what they've read the book to the to the degree that we want them to have read it. Yeah. They've understood the book. They've taken away the that, key messages from the But that's the point, yeah, the exactly. So because in this case, it was a judge that they had like defaced a church or local church yeah. hall and he was like, right, you need to go and you need to read books on... <laughs> I didn't want to go too far. I think in. actually what they've done is they do graffiti with swastikas and stuff. Oh, yeah. so then I, just, I didn't want to go too far into the story because it's quite a... Yeah, I tried to just... It's quite a serious story. Usual, like, it's a story. The story. No, but I think it's really interesting because I think it actually like is... those pesky a... kids. <laughs> would, would have got away with it as well if it wasn't for that, that book. The power of books. Because the judge, didn't the judge say, oh, you know, I could have just sentenced them to do some community service but they're really thinking about or learning anything from what they've done. They, have to, really they get to go on really a trip, like a school trip to a museum as well. Do they? They get to go to a, yeah. They genuinely get have to go to a museum. To the books that the more. judge chose were things like To Kill a Mockingbird and 1984 yeah. and um, A Thousand Splendid Sons and things like stuff that you could Quite sort runner. of yeah like learn about the world and it the things that list, people had to deal with and stuff. Yeah, there's like 50 books. Yeah, on there. I'm intrigued to know how they're going to monitor that. So would you go for more of like because I, I want to give them like a punishment book, like a book that is really like rubbish to peace. read. Yeah, like, like, like you've got mammoth. Going, yeah, exactly. Read a thousand pages of sort of Russian literature. But then, George, you're thinking, look, what's the perfect book for that? We all know it's Infinite Jest. <laughs> <laughs> then you give them Infinite Jest, they start reading it, they're thinking, this is brilliant. Changes their life. It's not a punishment, it's a reward. Yeah. What about the recognitions by Gaddis that I'm looking at here? This is the biggest book I've ever seen. <laughs> the first postmodern novel, as we're likely informed. 2666, that's a big book. So do you think big books are the answer? Maybe because a big threatening looking book, might, they might be like, oh no, look what, look what we've done. We're in trouble here. Don't give them short stories. They'll think they'll get away with it scot-free. Exactly, they'll be like, oh, we'll, we'll breeze, breeze through these. <laughs> Commit crime next week. Yeah, you've got a real slog you want. Then they don't learn anything. Yeah, I think this is very much against the actually, ethos of what the judge was thinking. Jordan, Jordan just clenched his fist. <laughs> and I can see you about to be like, it's a punishment. <laughs> Would not like to be a child, Jordan. Yeah. 
Okay. Also, we're back to our thing of just sort of, again, just slagging off books and saying books are generally boring. Jo- so, yeah, so joking aside, I really like this idea. I think it's a really, really cool idea. For oh, it's an actual kind of rehabilitation. Yeah, because it's education as well, system. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just think as well as long as it's monitored. Yeah, if you can enforce the way. Yeah, and also and that you need do they get reading time basically because if they have to go home and read these books and they don't necessarily have a home Mm. life that supports them being able to take time out and read, they need to have like basically like detention. They had to time to take out to do graffiti. That's true. (laughs) This is far too much social conscience for this podcast. (laughs) Sorry, stop it. Anyone got anyone got a, a nice funny answer to finish it off on? No. Yeah, good. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, oh, well, they could read the dictionary. <laughs> That'd be quite hard. Does that count as a book? The dictionary. I'd love to yeah, read the dictionary. Yeah. You'd love to read the dictionary. Yeah. Cover to cover. I'd be a bit overwhelmed. I'd well, be a bit by bit. One word at a, a time. No. Isn't that just life? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the best description of life I've ever heard. Well, just like reading the dictionary. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think life's ever been described as that. So that's great. Because life does start with an aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> does the dictionary start with an aardvark? Must be close. Must be close to the top. <laughs> okay, well, good. I think I think we've <laughs> we've provided the answers there. They have to read the dictionary. Yeah. Some boring books, but actually they also some rehabilitative read. books. Okay, cool. Every time we have a new guest, a new host on the podcast, they uh, they have to do a little quiz so we get to know their reading habits. Mm. Um, Amy did it last time. Um, we've all done it in the past, but one person we've overlooked yeah. has been frequent guest. Guys, um, I've never Esme. done the quiz. Have you not? No. Taking out with producer Fred. So are you ready? It's very well, personal. For I a personalised Esme quiz. You've actually done a quiz. Okay. Fingers on the buzzer. There's 15, no buzzer. 15 questions coming your way. Is it like one or the other? Most of them are. I've taken some liberties because <laughs> Freddie let me hold the pen on a lot of this work. <laughs> Um, okay, ready. Ian Banks or Ian M. Banks? Ian Banks. Dan Brown or Ga- Graham Greene? Graham Greene. Long reads or short stories? Long reads. On the road or the road? Mm. The road. David Mitchell or David Mitchell? <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, the Cloud Atlas one. The Cloud Atlas man. Donna Tart or Jam Tarts? Oh, Donna. I thought you say Donald Trump. <laughs> no, no. Jonathan... He's got 16 books I never want to read. Jonathan Franzen or Frangipan? Oh, cake or book. Frangipan. Roald Dahl or Tarkadal? <laughs> Roald Dahl. Jamie Oliver or Olives? Olives. Dave Eggers or Eggs Benedict? <laughs> Eggers. <laughs> no. Ooh, it's an interesting oh. uh, mix of what, what one over food versus author. Okay. And this one, you can have a few seconds to think about it, but first thought, the last book you read. Why do I need a few seconds? I just know it. Okay, well, oh, tell okay. Us. The Descent of Man by Grayson Perry. Last book you bought? The Descent of Man by Grayson Perry. Oh, I wonder if you can answer all the questions with this. <laughs> last book you didn't finish? I don't know. Well, I was reading The World According to Garp, and then I had to stop reading that to read Grayson Perry, but I've gone back to Garp. Um, the last book you loved? <laughs> That's really hard. We don't like books on this show. No. Um, story of a New Name by Eleanor Ferranti. Because I'm really hyped to read the third one. And then finally, and most importantly, The Last Airbender or The Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> what was the first one? The, the Last Airbender. What's that? <laughs> Is that not the sort of film from a few years ago? I didn't really check that. I didn't fact check that question. I think, I, I think he I, can bend air in that film. I that would be a book. <laughs> 
back. What is the last airbender? Um, what does it mean? I think it's a film. Just go for Jordan's fantasy. It's okay, it's like the airbender. <laughs> the, ma- the man. <laughs> I think he has like magic powers or something. It sounds like it. <laughs> I like Does no one here know the last airbender? It probably was a book first as well. So how many did I okay. get right there, George? Um, you got seven out of fifteen. Yes. It's a new record. I do feel bad about Franzen versus Franzen. Well, I thought that because I bought but you a like, Franzen. What did you actually? Did you, did you choose the cake? Yeah. And did you stick with that? Yeah. Wow. She's got a lot of books to read and she needs something to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> needs some sustenance. And Fran Japan is full of good energy, isn't yeah. it? You know. Yeah, simple sugars. Is you happy that you, you got to yeah, do Yeah, I, fi- I can't quiz? believe you finally did it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel like one day it just had to happen. Who knew that the podcast would be such an expose? I know. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, we're on to the, the meat of today's podcast. The uh, the Frangipan is finished. I'm glad the pleasantries are out of the way. We can really get down to the business. The bony Frangipan. Uh, and this is certainly a question about books. That you... <laughs> <laughs> this is certainly a question about book about books that you had but were too afraid to ask. It's how do you order and catalogue your books? People oh. have been demanding answers to this question. I can't, John, I can't move for questions like this. This is my my day to day. It's just people know my position as a panelist on this show, and they go, "June, how do I do it? How do I catalogue?" Because they're panicked for their own. I life. go, "Just wait. We're yeah. doing a show on it on Friday." Yeah, so we can finally put a lot of people out of their uh, their waiting, their longing for these answers. Um, so it's the answer is alphabetical. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> move next. I mean, I was embarrassed. To, I put a picture on the Nuv Rob Instagram account today of my awful, awful shelving system. It was terrible. It's upsetting, isn't it? Because mm. I've, I've run out of room, so all the books are now being shoved in above the other books just to like get them off the floor. And I've got like four shelves like that. So you have no system. No system whatsoever. Does anyone here have a system? Um, there is a system in the flat that I live in, but I don't implement it. I was implemented Ooh. by your other half. Yeah. And what, See, what, what system does he implement? And are you happy with that system? I like the idea that it's just like a sentient flat and it does it itself. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just live with it. Dave, the please books, stop ordering my books. books. Dave. <laughs> Um, no, Nick. Nick loves to um, order books by publisher. Ooh, oh, that's hard. I mean, that's insane, isn't it? It, is it looks insane. beautiful. I mean, it does look really great. What? Because the spines kind of match. Yeah. Up. Exactly. So is this this is the same as ordering books by colour, effectively? Yeah. No, but it's not really. It get, you get this, you get a similar effect. Yeah. Mostly. But if you want the effect, just go by colour. No, 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 no. I went to a friend's house who also ordered by colour, not by publisher. Okay. Um, and it did look very nice. They had one yeah. set. One set of the the wall was very like white. One one bit was black. One bit was very red. Mm. And it's it did look bit, good. But come on. It's a bit hipster. Yeah, I mean, come on. Who who are you kidding? Very Pinterest. Yeah. The Dewey Decimal System exists for a goddamn reason. That he does. Well, I mean, you were a librarian once upon a time, weren't you, Jordan? Um, Famously. I was, and not only me actually. Have we actually. talked about this before? I don't think the old so, show. Julian was this also is amazing. I can't believe this happens. <laughs> <laughs> so at our school, you could be a librarian, basically, which is literally like, <laughs> literally like, if you were an absolute geek and just wanted to like hang out in the library more. Yeah. And there everyone were no ones. Because you want to use the bleepy red thing. A little bit. You literally like. And it's you so bad. The date in the so you, got sit, you got to sit behind like a little desk. Oh, no, you got to be. You were like, effectively, you were like an adult because you got to go into all the special like. <laughs> library there's like a room where they did all the 
You can like book binding and not, not binding, um, covering the covering, books in the plastic yeah. and stuff. <laughs> we made laminating. Our own yeah, laminating. Uh, yeah, and you, you had the authority to like check books out of the library for people. <laughs> like, Sounds like an absolute recipe for thing. disaster. Yeah. Well, Jordan, I was quite good at it actually. Jordan did it, and I was like, I was like, this is brilliant. So I, I signed up as well, thinking it was. Just gonna, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That's always the bit I've understood the least about this because. I knew I was a geek back then and I wanted to be a librarian. It kind of made sense. I feel like you then imitated that, but I don't know why because it was obviously the wrong decision. It was, wasn't it? Did you yeah. not enjoy it, Jules? I did not enjoy it, but then you were meant to stay behind at certain times, weren't you? Like after school and kind of help out, literally like cataloguing the books and stuff, which yeah. is really boring. Which is probably why I now am obsessed with It's almost with like they wanted books. you to be a librarian. But, no. <laughs> did you like we just could power, you tell not, people not, off for like talking in the library did uh, you go over and be like you need to be quiet as whisper it's the library I think you I could once, do I, that I once told a guy he was being all leery and I told him basically effectively to be quiet and he just looked me right in the face and went fuck off <laughs> now really, you know how librarians yeah. everywhere feel that really summarises like what it felt like to be a librarian at the school and I just like, went yeah cool alright <laughs> carry on what it has done is probably made me want to... Because I have an alphabetised system now. Having just moved, I've put all my books in quite a nice order. And I think I could probably like learn that as... So you know, you when you're it? a librarian for four years of your life, it just, <laughs> no, it it just no. becomes something... Four years. It wasn't that long. I, I, I think it was four years for me. Four years. I think it was four yeah, years I got for out me. of there when I could. Yeah, Julia <laughs> sort of forgot you, about but, it. Moved. So you're alphabetising. Yeah. What are you doing? First names, surnames? Surnames. Okay. Surnames, and then I've split... So the setup I have at home now is fiction non-fiction uh, poetry and plays mm-hmm. and cookery all those like different bits but all yeah cookery's got to be separate but then what, and the what about guidebooks is that in non-fiction I don't have any guidebooks my girlfriend does have a lot of guidebooks and they're on a they're so big in question have you section. mixed your books no Ooh. not really yeah. that's fair enough for the first round I think yeah have you mixed your books we have now, but when I moved into Nick's flat before, we didn't we didn't mix them. Yeah, I just kind of put mine in a separate little shelf, and I was quite happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. And now now they are mixed, but that was just more it kind of just happened to yeah. us. Yeah, and I, we don't talk about it Ooh. very much. I think because I think I like the idea that you your books are on display and they tell you something about you. They don't really tell you something about like a couple. They're they're your books, aren't they? Do you have books on a bookshelf to show off? Because you want people to judge you by the cut. Co- Do you want people to judge you by the books you buy? A tiny bit, yeah. I want I've people. Never... I want people to like go in, have a quick look at my bookshelf, and be like, "This is a good guy. We're dealing with a good one here." This bookshelf, <laughs> is, this bookshelf is just one big coffee table. That's yes, exactly. Saying. Yeah. Right. I can't bear shoving books right to the back of the shelf. I like oh. to pull. I like to have them so they yeah. sit on but the edge. More space. It, it but you practical. wouldn't double stack your shelves. I, I once had a double stack bookshelf. Yeah, that was, freaky, that was freaking Ooh. me out. But then when you suddenly, you've got a friend around for dinner and you're like, oh, I've got a great book for you. And then the next thing you just look like an absolute wally because you can't find it. Yeah, they judge you so hard for that. <laughs> I have a... Um... Literally, you're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why a lot of us don't want to go around to, to see you as. Okay, it's me too. Do you know how long it took for me to find that book? I can believe it. Gross. <laughs> I had at least a, um, 10 seconds from like moving like a few years ago I had just too many books to move into my new flat so I um, put a big box and just filled them with books and then put them in my parents attic about five years ago and it's kind of books that I want to keep but I'm never going to read again is it Afro Bain? I think I think Afro Bain is actually for some reason in my 
um, actual bookshelf for some reason. Oh, I have a lot of uni Maybe books that I... Yeah, it was. It was It was mostly like uni English books. English literature stuff I couldn't bring myself to give away, but yeah. I'm not going to go read it. I also yet. kept all of my, like, sharp books. Which oh, you is, used like, to bloody love sharp, fiction, like, by oh, Bernard Cornwall. Oh, this comes Cornwall. up a lot. But there's, like, never, 20, I've still 20 never volumes of it. Of it yeah, it's like, 25 Again, volumes. Have you, have you ever no, read that? You've never read no, Sharp? No. Sharp was, like, my yeah. childhood favourite book in the world. It's Sean Bean in the Maybe ITV Julian series. Maybe Julian should read a Sharp novel, seeing as you like to imitate Jordan in his childhood <laughs> reading. I think you would like a Sharp novel as well. He's fighting the Napoleonic Wars. That does sound good. As long as you don't set me up a hard deadline. No, you can take your time. Yeah, but you can't when you get in, six months. When you get into it, they fly by. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, you've got to find out what Sharp's up to, honestly. <laughs> the women love him. He's he's like the James Bond of the 18th century. <laughs> Should we move on? Um, on that note, I think we're going to do a quiz. And as Who always, this, quiz? This, this is a Freddie quiz. quiz. <laughs> <laughs> producer Freddie's got his mystery oh, envelope. It's a brown envelope. This feels really official. As always, someone has to be the quiz master. Oh, yeah. I'll do it okay. then. Let's take, take, take the brown envelope. It does look very official, doesn't it? I know. Mine doesn't. I don't feel special now because mine was written on like a piece of scrappy paper. This one is typed out and printed. Yeah, I can't offer that service. And someone's written in it in pencil. Super sexy. <laughs> Producer Fred. Oh, do you want to know why? Was yeah. it the answer? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a Valentine's Day special. <gasps> oh, exciting. Long Hard Dickens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, so for today's quiz, we're going to hear a series of quotes from books. All you need to do is identify which ones are intentionally dirty lines from romance novels and which ones are entirely squeaky clean passages from well-respected authors. Oh, I'm excited about this. Okay. Okay. Is this quote from H.G. Wells's classic War of the Worlds or from Anna Cleary's tantalising untamed billionaire Undressed Virgin? Is Undressed Virgin like a sort of pale imitation of Fifty Shades of Grey? Untamed billionaire. <laughs> yeah, couldn't tell you. <laughs> it does right. sound like they're kind of she's a billionaire. All right. Are you ready? His landlady came to the door, loosely wrapped in dressing gown and shawl. Her husband followed, ejaculating. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I wasn't um, ready for that. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Got to be the second one. Right? War of the worlds. Yeah, I don't know how See, it could be. See, is there any other the meaning world? for the word ejaculating? You know how sometimes in it. <laughs> Architecture, they'll talk about like an erection. Yes, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, um, about building. Like, it could say... be something like like ejaculating good mirth. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like... Like he ejaculated into the room, like yeah. bounding like into the just room. Came into the room. <laughs> that actually kind of makes sense. That's I'm... what I'm wondering. Have you got the answer in front also, of you? Also, because I just think, why would you just, anyway, I think it's War of the Worlds. Oh, punchy. I think we should agree with him, Amy. What do you think? It feels too obvious to be the second one, but yeah. I don't really see how it can be the War of the Worlds, but let's just go with let's go with Julian's confidence. Yeah, I like it. Well, good job you did because it's War of the Worlds. All right, do I'm you, still intrigued. Do you have the rest of the quote there? No. Oh, I need the context of what that line means. <laughs> okay, so second one is this quote from Isaac Asimov's sci-fi short story collection *I Robot* or Lane Hart's steamy page turner calling his bluff? <laughs> Jules was right on the edge and desperate to go over. Hell, I was too, so I reached down and worked her detonation switch until she exploded around me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Jules is doing. Wow. Um, Sounds great. Is that a bit of iRobot? With, who's in iRobot? Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> Did that sound like Will Smith wrote that? I can sort of picture him doing that in the scene. Uh, yeah, I can sort of picture Will Smith doing that as well. Um, is Will Smith... 
No, that's Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Wild West. <laughs> um, so what do you reckon? I reckon it's a steamy page turner. Calling his bluff. They come up with the worst names for those erotic novels, don't they? Is there much money I mean, in erotic novels? There must be. Must Should be. we just start writing some? I think it's really hard. I think another podcast has done that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're going for calling his bluff? Yeah. Yeah. Two out of two, guys. Come on. Okay. Right, number three. Is this quote from Herman Melville's epic Moby Dick or Olivia Gates' regal sex romp, The Once and Future Prince? (laughs) Come, let us squeeze hands all round. Nay, let us squeeze ourselves into each other. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, You've read Moby Dick, haven't you? I have. That might be in the really boring passage about whales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Now the language there suggests Moby Dick, doesn't yeah, it? But I, we could but be. It is a regal sex romp. Yeah, I haven't read many regal sex maybe romps. It's the, maybe it's the regal sex romp. Don't lie, Jordan. I love regal <laughs> sex romps. Amy, you read any regal sex romps? That's a sort so of many. regal sex romp. Yeah, I think she she probably wouldn't want it described no. as a regal sex romp, would she? <laughs> So what are you going for? Um, let's go Moby Dick. I can see Melville writing that line. <laughs> Julian doesn't look happy. <laughs> He's scowling. Okay, I, I think stick with Julian. Julian's got two out of two so far. Jules, I'm, on a, hot, I'm on a hot streak. Okay. Mm. The other one. Streak is over. Oh! <laughs> yeah. It was, it was um, Sorry, guys. Moby Dick. So do you want to hear the Damn. whole quote? Yeah. Come, let us squeeze hands all round. Nay, let us squeeze ourselves into each other. Let us squeeze ourselves universally into the very milk and sperm of kindness. Uh, oh, look out, a whale. Oh. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Is this quote from Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix or from J'adore Foxy TT's erotic fan fiction, Harry Potter, lover of the horned god? Wow. Uh, erotic fan fiction. It's bad I mean, that there's what Harry is that market. Yeah. That's a bad thing, isn't it? Are, they, are you allowed to legally publish them? I think so. I think there's like... You've got me previous in this, don't you? (laughs) Which we shouldn't go into. (laughs) Not that I've written any of them, but let's save that for another podcast. Okay, you ready for the quote? Yeah. Manners, Potter, said Snape dangerously. Now, I want you to close your eyes. Harry threw him a filthy look before doing as he was told. He did not like the idea of standing there with his eyes shut while Snape faced him, carrying a wand. (laughs) See, what's terrible is, I actually think I know what that bit of Harry Potter is. It's when he's, like, learning to close his mind off to Voldemort or something oh yeah I think Snape's his teacher yeah we're going pure Order of the Phoenix yeah straight up normal <laughs> Harry Potter Amy your face sorry Amy, I'm, <laughs> so I'm just saying you've got to wait for my vote no well. I, I, I'm so confident without, you've been <laughs> no, out, I just need to just over you've been, been outvoted two to one regardless fortunately I agree thanks <laughs> well yes you're right yes. I don't know how I feel about it though yeah I'm not happy that I knew it to be honest exactly alright is this quote from Oliver Twist by the venerable Charles Dickens or Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James? Part of me wants to spank the shyness out of her. Ooh. Dickens. Do you think that's Dickens? Yeah, I do. What What Dickens was it? Oliver, Oliver Twist. Twist. I, might, well, Dickens, I suppose it could be Oliver Twist, Absolutely. Do you reckon? I feel like spank doesn't seem like a very Dickensian thing. I don't know. That Dickens, he was up to all kinds of... I think he was, actually. I think he was, like... He was quite a sexy, sa- uh, saucy character, Dickens. Mm. Um, he was ideas. actually he was a very yeah. naughty man I think he was um, what are you going for then? spanking the shyness out of Nancy please oh, oh was, that, was it Nancy did they no, say Nancy no I didn't Nancy? say any oh okay oh, no, Amy's, Amy's, Amy's bringing one. confidence to her answer Dakota Johnson I can't remember the character name in no. Fifty Shades of Grey um, Anastasia no. Nancy or Anastasia I, I, Amy we've got to stick with Amy's answer there I think she's uh, she's, she's confident okay I'm afraid it was actually ELJ. oh man I'm pretty oh. certain the main character in Fifty Shades of Grey is called Anastasia Anastasia alright Next one. 
Is this quote from kids' book Thomas the Tank Engine Trouble in the Harbour Yard or from the far less child-friendly Rough Harbour, a small town romance novel? Uh, Rough Harbour? But Thomas was waiting at the harbour for the special load. Suddenly, there it was. Oh dear, gasped Thomas. God, Annabelle and... Is it Annabelle and Clarice? What was his engine, little engine's names? These little trucks that follow him? The fuck? There's a Percy. <laughs> Percy's one of the other trains, isn't Oh, it? I see. The Fat Controller. I mean, you well, don't know. The Fat Controller. That's, a, that's, an, ero- that's an erotic fan fiction waiting to be written, isn't it? <laughs> I reckon that's just Thomas. I'm going to go pure engine. Thomas. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah I, it's, I pure, it's pure Thomas. Yes, don't, don't tarnish the... The good name. The good name of Thomas. <laughs> Finally, is this chapter heading from Cormac McCarthy or an erotic fiction writer? Chapter 2, Blood Sausage. <laughs> Bonus points, if you can guess which novel. Is it the name of the Cormac McCarthy or the name of the erotic fiction novel? Okay. Is um, it The Road by Cormac yes. McCarthy? <laughs> Blood Sausage. That's what I was going They found <laughs> They found some chorizo on the side of the road. <laughs> Did they find chorizo? No! I, I think it might be the... Um, I think it's called Blood Meridian or something like that. The the first of the border trilogy of Cormac McCarthy because I think it's set in like the Mexico borderlands where they famously love blood sausage. Do they? <laughs> no, they're eating loads of chorizo all the time. <laughs> chorizo eat from blood sausage. I thought blood no, sausage. Black pudding. Like... Black, Black pudding. pudding is it? Yeah. Is... So what are you going for? We're shooting in the dark, aren't we? Let's go Cormac for literature's good name. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid it was actually a novel by Elijah Daniel called Trump Temptation: The Billionaire and the Bellboy. A powerful and sexy fan fiction story about the new president of the United States. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> that makes me so upset. I can't believe that exists. I think we need to go to the next section quick. Please. Fast. Quick. Yeah, Please. I've just got some mental images that I need to get out of my head. There's some anger that I need to get out. So, moving on to the next section, it's time for the Nuvrob Agony. What is the name of this section, actually? It's our Agony Aunt section, but we don't have a name. What about Nuvrob Solves? Oh yeah, that's good, yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have a pub and like a brainstorming <laughs> just while we were going. Dear Nuvrob, yeah. Dear Nuvrob, alright. So it's our Dear Nuvrob, agony. <laughs> no, I think agony should be in it. Our first question came from Alex and he said, does listening to an audiobook count as reading it? What if I listen to it at double speed? Oh. Well, you read it twice if you listen to it at double speed. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, there's two books. You've done no. two books there. Well, I'm doing this right now. Or the same book twice. Can, yeah. I, can I tell people I've read really The Second World War by Anthony Beaver? Yeah, of course you can. I, I haven't like, read it, though. I feel like we've discussed this many times. Have we? And said that it pretty much does count as having read it. I think I'd always specify that I'd listen to it on audiobook. Yeah. I feel like you definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> You'd be like, read. I've definitely read it. Yeah, I read that. I mean, can I, mean, I and then they'll be like... Can you can I borrow your copy? And then I'd be like, nope. See, my thing with audiobooks is, especially if it's like non-fiction or like memoir, I mm. want it to be read by the person. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that, yeah. Unless yeah. they're dead, I suppose. You'd like Sean Barrett reading this, though. He's got a good voice for it. So, and... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then the German frontier marched to Poland. Do they, do he's, they not, do... he's, not, he's not like that at all. <laughs> do they do sound effects of like bombs and stuff in the background? Yeah. So like bring it to do life? They? Do they? No. Are you just watching Saving Private Ryan? No, it's really good, though. <laughs> I think my, my biggest issue with Alex, um, who I don't know, but I don't like, I mean, is... This is a kind-sharing space, um, positive space. Why don't you like him? I've got a big issue with, with him. Um, and it's that he's listening to a book at double speed, like a, like a madman. Well, I've heard about this as kind of a thing. Double it's, speed it. I've never listened to anything at double speed. It sounds, it sounds crazy. Definitely all right to say you've read it. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't think he's going to have taken much of it in at double speed, though. Like, no, I, so I reckon if we did a quiz against no him versus speeding, someone who's read it. But he needs to listen to the whole thing. Yes. Fine. Okay. So the, our next listener sent in a question that I think actually, I don't know, quite similar to a problem we had last week, but let's see. So Aline Kabegard said, How do I pretend I've read a classic book when trying to impress someone? AKA, what on earth is Catcher in the Rye about if not Rye? It's about catching. It is about catching in rye, actually, so that's you've let yourself down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, really. What do you What's do? the question Spark again? Notes? Like, how do you pretend you've read a classic book? Pick a really, con- really convoluted book that you know the other person wouldn't have read. Like this Gaddis here. No one's going to read that. Well, you could just listen to this podcast. I think you just go, mm, Catcher yeah. in the Rye, if you, that's quite short, whack that on a double-speed audiobook. Sorted. Yeah. Half an hour. Can you do this while you're asleep? Does that work? Can you just be asleep <laughs> and put on a double speed them. and just hope you absorb the narrative? I feel like that's the start of it. If you're saying double speed, I feel like we're getting. Yeah, a bit I mean, it's kind insane. of a, it's kind of like a sort of dystopian world at that point, isn't it? Um, oh, when so no it one comes back to 1984. No one's reading for pleasure. You only actually get to read like a couple of thousand books in your entire life. Oh God, please. That's so like this, depressing. like listening to books while you sleep thing, you know quite a good solution wasting your time listening to this podcast yeah could be reading a book in your sleep yeah that's the answer to this person turn this shitty podcast off (laughs) i'm recatching the right it's a really good book like genuinely (laughs) no don't all right so next um listener boggy made this she sent us a question which i kind of i personally can relate to so i'm quite keen to know what you guys think so she said i'm really into a book and have started going straight home after work and ignoring my housemates to just sit in my room and read. Good. Is this bad etiquette? No. And if so, what can I do about it? I just really want to read my book. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Hard pressed to find a find a bad side to what she's doing. Yeah, um, I think it's fine. You know, and if are the you worst. don't do it all the time, people are the worst. <laughs> yeah. This is coming from a bunch of bookworms, isn't it? This answer. What do you reckon, Julian? No, throw the book in the bin. <laughs> Go partying with your housemates. It'll be wicked. No, I don't mind. Like, as a serious answer, if you've genuinely got a book that, like, you really want to read more than do anything else, that's a wicked feeling. Like, take advantage of it. I want to know what book she's reading. Yeah. Oh, I will have to get so her to... It would be yeah. helpful if she was reading Catcher in the Rye, recording herself read it, <laughs> gave it to this other guy who could listen to it at double speed, and we've solved all their problems. Yeah. Brilliant. So we're just solving... Helps... <laughs> no wow. problem helps people. That's yeah. the key, key message of today. Great. Have we solved the world's problems for the day? Yeah, so then, so listeners, if you have any other questions um, that you'd like to send in for our next recording, please do. You can leave them on our Instagram account, which is at New Vague Books, or you can go on, can they contact us through our website? Yeah, why not? Yeah, www.newvaguereviewofbooks.co.uk. Yes. We'll direct you to the Instagram. Yeah, I remembered it. <laughs> or just come to any of our houses. Our addresses <laughs> are on the website and just knock on the door and Yeah, come send me an email. Fine. Anything. Yeah. You can be on the show. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got to get kicked off soon. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, that brings us to, to the end of this week's New Vague Review. We'll see you all soon. Bye. 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 Bye.